welcome back to Two Girls, One Gay. Hello? Are you coming to this party tonight? No, we're filming a podcast. You've got Amia, Shy, and me, your favorite. <laughs> and who are you? <laughs> who are you? Um, so today's going to be an interesting one. I think after last week's episode on modern dating, aka Hell on Earth, we did kind of like a deep dive on social media and stuff like that and came across the idea of the lonely epidemic. Mm. Yeah. Which is... I think haunting all of us yeah. at different times. Yeah. yeah. Not in just in uh romantic relationships, but I would say also in friendships. Yeah, kind of all spans through all of your I don't I'm not Lines. saying <laughs> Yeah. I'm not saying that correctly. But I do have some interesting statistics that I wanted to bring up because it pertains to this. So I saw this on a TikTok. So who knows how accurate this is, but <laughs> it seems pretty research. accurate. Yes. And also, this is from, this research study is from 2022, but I did some more research and I couldn't find any other statistics relating to this specifically. Mm. Um, so we're just going to take this as it is. But basically in 2022, Pew Research Center found that 30% of U.S. adults are, are neither married, living with a partner, nor engaged in a committed relationship. Mm. Nearly half of all adults under 30 are single, 34% of women, and a whopping 63% of men. Men in their 20s, which I found this really interesting, men in their 20s are more likely than women in their 20s to be romantically uninvolved, sexually dormant, friendless, and lonely. Only half of single men are actively seeking relationships or even casual dates. 50% of single men say they're looking for a committed romantic relationship and or casual dates, which is down from 61% apparently in 2019. Um, 35% of women said that, said this in 2022 compared with 38% in 2019. I don't really, that probably doesn't really matter, but I just thought that those percentages were interesting, specifically the fact that men are statistically more lonely than women. Mm -hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with women, I think, have more um, intimate and personal friendships. Absolutely. Like, they take more care with their friendships than, I think, Mm -hmm. straight men do. Mm -hmm. And straight men... God, there's so many things we could get into with this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Talk about straight men all day. But pertaining to that, um, that statistic specifically, is that, like, I have a little study that I found, um, a little background work that I did. So historically, women have always been endlessly like empathetic for men at all times. And in the past, we were really never allowed to express our emotions or be angry or react to anything. Specifically in the 40s and 50s, women would snap on their husbands within like the first 10 years of marriage. And this is when they would like this is when you hear the crazy stories like I someone shot their husband or like what? knife them, <laughs> knife stab like them. Those stories. Are Did you just say knife them? Happening. Knife, stab them. What the 
were just like, you know, kind of went off the rails because their husband was taking advantage of them for like so long. Women would snap on their husbands and they'd get thrown into an insane asylum. And then their friends would see this happen. So a lot of the other women would shut down um, and not react. So, you know, they would stay in those types of marriages. And because like all women, and I've even done this, like all women, women usually feel guilty for having like a legitimate reaction about something. And then the man gets upset when he's the one who is in the wrong and the woman has to coddle the man to make him feel okay again Mm -hmm. when he did something to us. I've done that in my relationships before. And so it's been the same thing over. It's the same cycle. And I just feel like now, Mm -hmm. especially with our generation, women are just decided to no longer be like endlessly empathetic towards men. And that's why men have been lonelier than ever. Mm-hmm. And instead of men also evolving and changing their ways, they've kind of just stayed how they always been not really growing to be like more considerate yeah, of a woman. available just and in general. Or emotionally mature. Yeah. yeah. To women. And so now we're just like, we're, we're done. Yeah. I also saw, it was funny. I saw this TikTok of this girl and this guy, he was going on one of those rants. He was like, you know, it's one of those guys with the, the podcast mics. And he was like, women don't appreciate men like anymore. And they're just going to end up lonely with their cats. And the girl was like, you think that upsets me? I would prefer to be lonely with my cats mm-hmm. than to have to deal with a man who lashes out at me, doesn't consider my feelings, is not emotionally mature or available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like this endless cycle. And I was like, I just think people are no longer willing to accept the bare minimum when it comes to relationships yeah. these days yeah. or like getting to that point or just like men not being people in general, just like not wanting to work on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, maybe and that if goes I for both someone... women and men, not yeah. just fully shit on men the whole time. No, but at no, the same no. Time, I'm saying like, it does make sense that. Yeah. If you yeah. meet someone like romantic or friendship wise and you can see that maybe you communicate to them, Hey, this like bothers me and they don't, they're not receptive to it maybe they don't want to change, then it's like, well, then why would I want to continue this friendship, this relationship? A survey done by the Survey Center on American Life, and it states one in five men uh, say that they have gotten emotional support from a friend in the last week compared to four in 10 women. So I feel like that just goes to show that, yeah, like men maybe aren't as emotionally available. I read that it said that some men feel that deep connections is uh not masculine which is also crazy and insane Mm -hmm. and i I, I think that's like that i mean that goes back generations like men have never tended to reach out and i just i'm thinking about like my grandfather specifically he's one of those guys like even if he is feeling sad or down he's not someone who would talk to anybody and i think you know with that being built up now it's like turned into other things like not to get into it but like rage and you know stuff like that um but like men have i think it's been learned that like if men ex- cry or feel their emotions that they're not a man which is completely not true mm-hmm. at all yeah it's interesting yeah. the amount of things that or like the there's things to unlearn on both sides when it comes to like men and women yeah i think yeah. a lot of women have to unlearn that their purpose isn't just to like stick around a house and like all that shit or like, mm-hmm. you know, they're able to speak their voice and speak their mind in like a business setting and things along those lines. They can mm-hmm. do anything they put their mind to. For men, it's a lot of like, you have to unlearn that it's okay to like 
ask for help sometimes and it's yeah. okay to not like to show weakness because in a sense that also shows strength. Yeah. And also, I think a lot more men should probably learn more empathy. Like, it's really not that hard to... Yeah. And I feel like it's a very attractive thing, too. Yeah, it's so attractive. Like, you were saying before, oh, men are embarrassed to cry. Can you? Do you remember when uh, Call Me By Your Name came out and that ending scene of Timothy Chalamet crying just was circling Twitter? Mm-hmm. And girls fell in love with him for that reason. Yeah. Because they were just like, oh, my God, that was beautiful. It's so w- interesting. I think empathy is a learned trait in a way but i honestly think there's some people that are just like born with more empathy Mm -hmm. just like within you but it also is like is empathy like a form of like not anxiety but it's just like you know it's just like how we're some people are born with really bad anxiety and some people just don't have it Mm -hmm. so i feel like empathy is similar in that way some people just don't have it and maybe they need to try a little bit harder i do feel like there's a job for those who are born with more empathy like you were saying to share that and teach that like the same way that maybe someone who is stronger in that sense maybe Mm -hmm. is a little more selfish teaches those people who are selfless to be a little bit more selfish there's a good there should be a good balance yeah yeah Yeah. we have to teach each other those things yeah but yeah with that being said i feel like we should get into why we think everyone is feeling so lonely. Yeah. What has brought on the lonely epidemic? And we have come up with the reason. Yeah. Z- the reason. There's a lot of reasons. We can only touch on a few, I feel yeah. like, this episode. But I feel like these are kind of the main points that we want to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting with cost. Cost. Cost of living. It's getting crazy out we there. We want friends, right? We all recognize that we are lonely people. We're not satisfied emotionally with our friendships, relationships. Making friends or just having sustainable relationships is really hard because we don't have the fucking money to do it. Yeah. Let's say that you, me, Logan want to go to go get dinner, right? Hmm. I'm broke. You guys are like in a place where you Okay, fine, let's go get dinner. But in my mind, I'm doing this thing where I'm like, oh, you know, but the restaurant's just like really expensive. And, you know, what if like Logan or Shy like want more drinks and then I don't want more drinks and then it's going to be weird. Is it going to be annoying if I like say, hey, you guys, well, I didn't spend this on the drinks. So like maybe you guys can cover the cost. And then I think in my head, well, that makes me seem like really needy and annoying. So maybe I shouldn't just go at all. So now I'm in this place where I'm like, well, maybe should I just, should I just stay home? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, there's a loss of, I don't know, a moment or memories that we could have made in that situation to sustain a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not just like moments like those, but you get what I'm saying. Like there's, yeah. there's a third place, the third place that has been lost because there's nowhere that we can go that is affordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything is so bad. Even, and I'm, I'm very stable financially. I started looking at prices again. Not to sound <laughs> fucking weird, but like for a minute, I just didn't look at prices. I started like looking at prices when I bought some coffee is seven, like nearly yeah, $17 in yeah. iced fucking coffee at like a bum place is nearly seven. Like even if you just want to catch up with a friend and have a coffee mm-hmm. and you like, you get your own coffee. I get my own coffee. That's still an outrageous that's, amount of money to spend on a fucking iced coffee. That's probably like most, most of my expenses. Coffee, it's coffee, yeah, and dinners, yeah. And I, I get everything is just g- becoming way more expensive, but at the same time, I've, I mean, I've totally been in the place where I'm like, I probably shouldn't go to dinner, 
Because mm-hmm. on, on a weekly basis, somebody's texting me asking, like, hey, let's go to dinner, like, whether it be friends or, I don't know, a date or, like, anything. Mm-hmm. Or, like, sometimes we'll randomly be like, let's just go to Homestate. Yeah. Homestate has gotten so much more expensive than the first time I went <laughs> Homestate's our place, That's our too. place. Wait, did you <clears> see that there. the Arizona teas went up to $2? They're really? not 99 cents anymore. <gasps> Literally. That's I think my like, entire childhood, the I 99 think like, oh, like, like, tea. From the gas station? Yeah, and everyone's yeah, like, yeah, the big fucking yeah. can of tea. Oh, those are it's, so good. It's always $2? been 99 Yeah. $2? It's, it's been 99 cents for X What in the hell? $2? Listen. Yeah. That's an outrage. <laughs> <laughs> that listen, listen. It's a big deal because they've been 99 cents, 99 cents through everything and for Through everything. Through everything. What's changed now? Huh, is, what I'm is the ramen that you get in the fucking huge boxes and packages gonna go up to two dollars now? Better not. Because that's ninety nine cents. That Bulldak ramen that's all over TikTok right now was like seven bucks a piece at the Farm Boy place, not by Trader Joe's. But I bought like four of them. Oh, because I was like, I anyways, cost is just anyway. like, <laughs> ridiculous. And the reason why cost is so expensive, obviously, is because we went through this global pandemic. We're coming yeah. out of it. And obviously there's inflation and all these other global recession. There's just yeah. fucking mm-hmm. a bunch of bullshit that is going on in the world right now. So it does make sense. Like everybody's trying to survive. So everybody's raising their prices, but things right. are becoming expensive. So you're trying to charge more and trying to work for more or get a raise or something. So it's just, everybody's just out of their fucking minds yeah. right now. And well, those so- are just basic things too. That's like, that's yeah. us like, Going to nourish our friendship. Imagine people who want to make friends. It's like the best that's you the can, thing. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say because like if you're trying to make friends, obviously you yeah. need to be out and about, out and actively, doing stuff like go, that. yeah, actively go out and um, hobbies. For example, that's how me and Shy met was through acting. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I was in the position where everything cost what it did right now. There's no way I'd be taking that acting class. I would have never met you. Yeah, you know, it's just oh my god. Like imagine that. we never met. This podcast wouldn't exist. Yep, mm-hmm. or maybe. Maybe it would. <laughs> Girl and gay Maybe. in a different universe. Girl and gay. Girl and then every and guy, every time you guys would be on the mics, I would like get this little tingly sense to be like, what, am I supposed to be somewhere right <laughs> <What> now? <laughs> I feel like, um, fuck, what was I going to say? Brain fart. Hobbies? No, it wasn't about hobbies. It was, oh, I was going to say, but obviously if you're not in a place where you're trying to make friends and you're just trying to nourish your friendships that you already have and like you're on a budget. Your friend should totally, totally be understanding, understanding. of that. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like that happens, that happens to me sometimes where I'm like, I really can't do anything. Like yeah. I just shouldn't. And then sometimes I'm like trying to like ball out and be like, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah. But <laughs> ball out. I feel like <laughs> not ball out. I'm never really balling out. Not I can't really. believe you just said ball out. Well, to me, balling out is just like, I'm going to go to the mall and actually buy myself something <laughs> or like, I won't care how much I spend at the grocery store. Yeah. Which sometimes I don't, because I'm just like, this is what I'm eating. Yeah. And it sometimes helps me to not eat out, even though I still do. I feel like we're we're finding different ways, though. <clears throat> um, I hate to keep bringing up TikTok, but I've gotten inspiration from watching people have these nights where they make cocktail drinks together at yeah. the house, which is really fun. You can cook dinners. We have our bachelor nights. Yeah. Movie nights. Um, I think there's going to be a phase where people are mostly staying in and like companies, mm-hmm. restaurants and all these places, they're going to feel it. They're going to feel people totally. even like thrifting, for example, right? Yeah. We're thrifting now. We're like, Oh, this is cheaper. We don't, we can't, not that okay. anyone really goes to the mall together, but you know I, what I mean? I think even when I get to a point and I have 
the money that I would need to just spend on like designer clothing, I don't think I would. Mm-mm. Like th- thrifting is so much more fun. Yeah. But now thrifting, because it's such a trend, is getting really expensive. I threw, well, less expensive than buying it like straight off the rack, but still, like I, I got not even like a designer or anything. It was just like a nice, solid jacket, hmm. and it was like eighty bucks Where? thrifted. At um, what's that place that we go to all the time? Oh, Second Street? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, nice. That place is becoming more picked over, for sure. Yeah. But the one near us is the best one. Yeah, I think so. Thank God. Also, the reason why, like, people aren't inclined to go out is because we we did just kind of come out of COVID, and, I mean, Mm -hmm. I... Mm -hmm. I had a different COVID experience than most people. I was not stuck in my house because I, I was very fortunate to work with hotels that were still open um, overseas and I was traveling mm-hmm. um, and shooting for a lot of hotels and stuff like that. So I was I was very fortunate to not have like the COVID experience that a lot of people had. But I mean, people were stuck in their house for months on end, not seeing anybody, not talking to anybody, not doing anything, working, like being completely alone. And I think when that becomes a routine, like coming out of that is really hard. Even right. me who didn't have a normal COVID experience, but I still had like somewhat of a COVID experience, like especially the first like three months that it really hit. And like, I'm more anxious to go out in public. Like I, I used to be, I <clears throat> believe it or not, I used to be like a little social butterfly. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like that anymore. It also just like, you know, it's hard to like it get back brought into out society. a lot of social anxiety for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And then just the fact that, it was such a nice excuse for all the homebodies to just be like, guess I don't got to do anything. Yeah. But, but then I you think, get used to that. Yeah, then you get used to it. I think that's what happened to me. I think I was more social before that. And then I just had an excuse not to be social for so long. And I had that like kind of built in group of people that I went through COVID with that I didn't ever have to leave my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, we would just go on, like, little road trips every now and then. But it would yeah. be, like, the same group of people, and it was so fun. Yeah. But then, yeah, once you start, like, going back out to, like, events and stuff like that, I, I forgot how to talk to people for a Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not even that I forgot how to talk to people. I was just, like, internally kind of freaking out. Because yeah. for some reason I hadn't been perceived by anybody in a long time. Definitely. And then you get back into, like, a big group of people, and you're, like, more focused and honing in on i wonder what this person's like thinking about yeah (laughs) even if it's definitely not me no definitely yeah yeah but yeah and then it gets like into your head and you just that definitely got into my yeah 100 percent. and like for me i would say i had a i mean i was kind of lucky in the sense of i was already living in a studio before everything happened so i was already kind of learning how to be on my own for a little bit. So I was in one of those situations where I, I remember people being like, Oh, you know, I am so lucky that I'm living with like roommates right now. And like, I'm sure during that time when it was really lonely, like people really valued those things. But like at the time when I was learning to be alone and I was alone for like five months, I was kind of fine with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm saying that right now and you guys are like, Oh, that's why you are the way that you are. I have no <laughs> idea, but I don't know. I, I seemed. I feel like it was nice being alone for a little bit because this quote, I used to think the worst thing in life was to be alone, but now I'm realizing that the worst thing in life is to have friends that make you feel alone. Mm -hmm. And I felt like when I was alone and by myself, like I realized 
the things that I liked about myself. You know, you get to know yourself a lot because when you're bored, you're like, oh, what do I want to work on? What do I want to do? And so I think that helped me with like my friendships and figuring out, figuring out who I genuinely wanted to hang around versus like, I'm bored and like I need to be entertained kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think there's a really big opportunity within being lonely, Mm -hmm. especially like if we are like in a lonely epidemic, which in a sense, I'm sure we kind of are um, like throughout the world, like Mm -hmm. not even just like in the US. I feel like everybody's like a little bit lonely. Yeah. Or at least like knows how that knows how that feels. But it's a really big opportunity for like self-exploration and like learning more about yourself and for sure being okay with it because I think that there's a big difference between being lonely and like or loneliness and solitude. Mm-hmm. I heard that I think from Jay Shetty, but like it means two different things mm-hmm. to be lonely and like when you're lonely, it's like has more of a negative com- connotation to it. Yeah, and when you're comfortable in solitude, it means you're just like happy with yourself and like able to like be by yourself and not be I guess like a bad thing but no yeah I think it's a really good takeaway but there definitely is some bad habits that I feel like people have just kind of kept with them Mm -hmm. since COVID yeah for sure I feel like we need to come out of it like we need to I mean I've been reading the you are a badass book which I recommend to everybody um, I read it the first time I read it, I was 19 and that's what completely changed my life on money and my perspective and like getting out of Oklahoma and this, that, and the other, like it completely changed my life. And now I live in LA and I'm extremely happy, but I'm, you know, I had a hard year, so I'm rereading it mm-hmm. and it is just like, so it's so powerful in like breaking habits, manifestation, like whatever you want out of life, you can fully obtain and like being okay with being alone and being in solitude, but it is not normal for humans to be alone all the time. Like I, I like was actually working on this with my therapist because I felt bad and I had learned this from like a past relationship. I had felt bad for asking for my needs and for human connection, because I was like, no, I'm independent. I'm a strong woman and I, I can be alone and I don't need anybody. Like I had that mindset for like a really long time, but it's not normal for humans. Like we crave connection. We crave intimacy. We yeah. crave to be around people. And I'm having to relearn that I don't need to be alone and keep all my emotions to myself. Like I need to express my needs to my friends and mm-hmm. actually like hang out with people. And it's okay if I don't want to be this strong, independent woman, like the world is not going to shatter if I don't like want yeah. that. And I feel like a lot of women nowadays, because we did go through this huge thing where like, wow, women now, like we can do anything we want. I mean, equality is still like, you know, up in the air, but like for the most part, like there's women CEOs, like women are in power, like it's really beautiful and powerful. And I feel like a lot of women are reaching for that. Mm-hmm. However, it is also some women it is in their nature. It's not also in our nature to just be alone and be strong all the time. And I think that's what we're trying to like move into. And also we want to talk about the like work life balance. A lot of women nowadays that's all they care about is their careers. And I am very, very guilty of that. And I still very much care about my career. But as I'm getting older, and I'm only 23, but as I'm, <laughs> I'm only 23, but like, even as the days go by, like, I 
crave like a husband and that masculine energy around me to put me in my feminine. And I, I crave being a mother. Like it, it's starting to like really like set into me, like the more I want out of life. And cause I used to be so strong, so independent. So like all I care about is work. And now mm-hmm. I'm just getting into this she like has baby fever. I do have baby fever oh. like really, really badly. I'm just getting into this phase where I'm just like, you know, I don't, I can still want my career and want my passions. Why also, because, <laughs> so I was like looking at the camera that I saw Logan look at I was the looking camera, at like, Sally. Oh. But anyways, Sally's uh, like, Sally, get no. ready. <laughs> Can't raise a baby right now. <laughs> Sally, if I have a baby, you have to help. <laughs> Only diaper you're allowed to change. <laughs> I wouldn't go out of town and leave you with my baby. <laughs> no, it would not. No. I don't think you would die. You would figure it out. Out of anybody, I would. I would not let I would not let the baby die. <laughs> Clovers watch the dog successfully without them dying. That's the biggest thing when I go away. I'm just like, just keep everybody alive. Any, anyways, I do have it, but I wouldn't leave it with you. <laughs> Here you go. But I think also is something that we wanted to talk about with being so lonely is that you know ninety percent of us like only care about our careers, mm-hmm. and like that's you know there is no work life balance, especially because of covid and like all of that be- now we work at home so like our work is our life and it's in our personal oh, that's space. a huge that's a huge aspect of it like the remote we, working we don't know aspect. how to separate the yeah. two listen i feel like a a good point to be made is that you are immediately like that's what they teach you at school is like you want to be work, successful work, 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 work. you want to have like you want to have a lot of money this is the american dream so this is what you need to work towards that's what's put in our heads we're taught to be selfish we're not taught really to have a community but i feel like for people that are americans we tend to lean on the more selfish narcissistic side because that is what we know i remember in acting class this girl from australia was just talking about how she feels like she can take something away from americans because she the way that we pitch ourselves and talk about ourselves is so confident whereas like in australia they're kind of taught to be a little bit more modest Mm -hmm. um and i feel like Maybe that's the same with our careers and money because we're so focused and that's what we're taught how to talk about and like how to make ourselves seem like we're the best. It's a competition inevitably. So I think that's, that definitely has something to do with why we are so focused on our careers. Yeah, that makes sense because I feel like European people are happier. Well, that's exactly, that's they exactly have what like I was a, say. Yeah. They just have less restriction when it comes to life. I think it's more life focused mm-hmm. and person like it's more personal to them than just work. Like their life is not about work. Yeah. Their priorities are not all working. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Priorities are different. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was like in Paris and experiencing that and also like just like the TV shows and books I had read about like European culture and stuff is that like they, they will go to work and you know, they'll work for a couple hours and then, then they're going on a lunch break then and their lunch breaks like three hours long. They're, off. they're like that. living life. Like they have huge lunch. Like Clover, what was that? That vine that we were talking about when we were doing the cigarettes. It's like, remember oh, I have a show chocolate with a cigarette. <laughs> A chocolate cigarette. No, but like they, they, so like we were walking around Paris being like, and I'll have a cigarette. And like, There's absolutely yeah. no way if I ever live in New York or Paris that I will not become addicted to cigarettes. Oh, 
But then well, there's no way. Yeah, no, that's true. It's just that, like, they look at that stuff as just, like, for, for Americans and how I grew up learning about, like, op- like, alcohol and, like, smoking cigarettes and stuff is that, like, oh, it's, like, to wind down from a really hard, long day of work and how, like, uh, people in Paris, Parisian culture, like, look at it. It's just like, it's, it's a luxury. It's like mm-hmm. a simple luxury that everybody should enjoy. There, what, I don't remember what I was watching, but it's like sex, wine, cigarettes. It's a luxury and we should all enjoy it as much as we can. Yeah. Is it Emily in Paris? Is it Emily in Paris? I don't know. Maybe it's it might like be. It could be. Season Everything in Europe so is better. I'm so excited about season in other countries, but they just don't. Yeah. Not that they don't care about their work, but their work doesn't define them. I mean, yeah. Here, even like on a first date or whatever, it's like, oh, like, what do you what do? Do, you do? And it's like, I'm a, a model. I'm an assistant. I'm I'm this. It's not like, oh, I do this. I am this. Yeah. Like even our wording is like, this is like us. Mm-hmm. Who it is? That's true. That is very true. <clears throat> yeah, I think. We just need to have less of an emphasis on work and more. That's what I'm trying to incorporate into my life. I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I I wake up now screaming, we're alive, we're alive. Like, also, (laughs) 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 well, it's from, like, I've just had this very, like, this new outlook, like, instead of. I've changed my wording a lot. It's like, oh, I have to work out. I have to work. I have to do my schoolwork. I have to do this. Yeah. I've just changed my wording. It's like, I I get to do these things. I'm so very, like, lucky that I get to live the life that I do. And then I've come as far as that I have. And I've just changed my mindset. So now I wake up with so much energy. Even if I didn't get that much sleep, I'm sleeping better. I wake up with so much energy. And I just scream, like, we're alive because we are. And it's so awesome. It's so beautiful. And I just want to grip life by the balls and just, like, t- take it home. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> the first time that she that. that I came out of my room and oh. she said good morning, I was like, I "Who is gut. that?" And also, who is that? <laughs> and it was a little off-putting. Guys, I'm trying <laughs> no, to. No, but we're cynical. happy. We're happy, happy for yeah. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. <laughs> it's better than hey, hey. The usual. It's better than get the fuck away from me. Can you just not talk this morning, please? Oh. <laughs> oh. No, I used to be really cynical. I'm I'm getting out of it because, you know, life's short. You had a rough like <laughs> like what? last month, I feel like. So, <clears throat> I you know, hard times come and go, baby. Yeah. Life's beautiful. <laughs> Take it by the balls. <laughs> and that's step one to not being lonely. Take life by the balls. But anyway, <laughs> Oh my god! What? No, I love it. I mean, I'm say that every morning when I look in the mirror. Do we want to talk about how hard it is to make friends? I feel like we just did. <laughs> do we want? Oh, oh, yeah. No one wants to be themselves. Oh yeah. Um, As well, I think what they can tie that into obviously, especially like where we live. I yeah, think it's like different. moving on from taking life from the <laughs> taking life by the bulls, griffin it. Um, we want to talk about you know it is hard to make friends. <laughs> And that's the thing, is that nowadays, nobody (laughs) wants to be themselves. (laughs) Should we take a minute? Who smoked crack now? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. No, I'm just happy, guys. I'm so happy to be alive. You're giving us crazy eyes, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I think a lot of... um, (laughs) I think a lot of... 
like having trouble being yourself has a lot to do with the environment that you're in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like we live in LA, so it's different. I feel like a lot of people are looking to put on some sort of front or yeah, whatever they feel like it. they need yeah, to do in order bad. to be liked here. Um, which I think we've talked about before. I think it's Everybody a little bit wants different. To be somebody. Yeah. And I think it's like different in a sense, like on the East Coast sometimes. I just feel like there's more real people there. I don't know. That's been my experience. I just yeah. feel like people don't like wear some sort of like cover up in yeah. New York as opposed to here. I feel like it is very surface level. I feel like I haven't spent enough time in New York, but what I hear is that people are just so busy focusing on what they have to do. Yeah. So it's more intentional. Yeah. So no one no one cares about what you're doing. So that's why people feel free to do as they please, dress how they want, mm-hmm. say what they want. And here it's kind of just like people – it feels like people are watching you all the time. Yeah, it's like a whole clout chase thing. It's like, oh, who do you know and how can you help me get where I want to go? Mm-hmm. Where I feel like I – the thing I found about in L- L.A. versus New York. Um, in L.A., people will be nice to your face but will – be so mean to you about you behind your back whatever and sometimes actually i've had people have just been straight out mean to me here just like for no reason because i wasn't famous enough or didn't have enough followers or like whatever the thing about new york i have found some of the kindest people to be in new york but they just don't bullshit around mm-hmm. they're very blunt they're very straight to the point which i respect mm-hmm. so much more I much prefer that yeah here it's like kind of like an exchange of goods yeah. What are you yeah. getting from me? What am I getting from you? Yeah. You're not really given the time of day if you're not able to help facilitate something for somebody else yeah. in in some sort of sense, you know? Yeah. As opposed to... I just feel like it's so much easier. Like, if I were to move back to my hometown in Charlotte, I feel like it would be so much easier for me to make friends. Yeah. Granted, there wouldn't be, like, as good of, like... I guess, like, a gay scene Mm -hmm. back home. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for me. Like, one thing about me, one thing about me, (laughs) um, I don't feel like I have, like, that many gay friends. Mm -hmm. I have, like, my group of gay friends. That's a lie. Like, Justin, Zach, Carlos. I have, like, a whole group of friends. I was naming all people in my head that are gay that we're friends with. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, I don't have... That normal, there's so many gays who just have, like, that big group of gay Mm. dudes that they hang out with all the time. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Like, I used to really, like, wish I could be part of one of those. Mm -hmm. But I love my group of people. Yeah. And then, like, I just feel like it's important for me to have gay relationships, but also, like, those other, like, you guys. No, that's, that's interesting, though, that you say that. Yeah. Well, what do, I don't know if any of that makes let's, sense. No, let's take you to the club. Done. Let's get you out there. Let's get but you But that's my thing is like, I don't love the club. It, you know, when me and Logan first met and started hanging out, all we would do every single weekend was go to the gay bars on yeah. <laughs> West Hollywood Strip. We would go to dinner hey, and then go to gay bars. Good. Dinner and then gay bars. Me, Justin, Zach, and Shy. That's so fun. That was a good time. That was really fun. Logan got drugged. I did get roofied. Yeah. Oh. That was fun. Maybe that's another that was, reason that why. Was like, that was, that's a core memory. That is a core memory. It was not fun, actually. It was fun for 15 minutes, and then I was blacked out and barfing everywhere. Yeah. It's another reason why you can't make friends, because people are out people here drugging just you. Drug. Another reason you can't make friends, because people are just trying to drug you. Don't mm-hmm. go to Stash and WeHo. Yeah. Yeah.
But yeah. back to the no one wants to be themselves. <laughs> social media obviously plays a really big part in it. Mm-hmm. I was going to say trends are also another thing. Doesn't help us be individuals because everyone is so fine with regurgitating the same information, mm-hmm. wearing the same clothes because they want to be liked. I feel like people are all doing the same thing. So, and because it's trendy and that's fine, that's fine to follow trends, but also you're not going to f- find the people that you actually connect with if you don't, you know, find the things that make make yeah. you happy because you're not going to meet the people. Well, it's, a, it's a lot of people chasing after what they think the next trend is going to be too. Yeah. Cause they, that like yeah. that definitely, cause that takes away from, I can totally see a bunch of influencers just like sitting around being like, all right, what should I like come? What's crazy that I can come up with? And just like fully just sitting there by themselves, not yeah, I mean, conversing with anybody. So many like, influencers do that. Yeah. Everybody is just kind of in their own bubble and it looks so different from social media, but it, I think a lot of people actually are just like, raw docking it by themselves like yeah and good for them but also like you know that's not gonna get you the friends that you want yeah you're gonna find other duplicates and you're like well i don't like this maybe i don't like like this person or maybe it's just like a mask too Mm -hmm. you know it's this thing that's being painted on you but underneath maybe you're you like different things maybe you want to try different styles but you're scared that's another thing too I do feel like people hold back their opinions a lot because of cancel culture, you know? And I feel like it's not just about like, obviously the negative things, but like difference of opinion, right? Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift, Swifties, that's like an example right there. You get crucified if you say that you don't like Taylor Swift. So no one says it. Some people do, but then their social security number gets out there and that's not good. So, (laughs) but it's like, you can't find like-minded people because that's just like a small example. But, I mean, that can go into anything. That can go into politics, religion, like that. Yeah. yeah. That stems across everything. Yeah. But I agree. I, it's like no one, yeah, like, just no one wants to be themselves. I have found, like, the, now I see a lot of curated content, uh, that a lot of the influencers are coming up with and like, especially people who like talk mainly. And I, you know, I can't, like, I follow trends. I do trending sounds on TikTok. That's what works for me. And, you know, but I don't see TikTok. Like, I don't like to say, oh, I'm a TikToker or anything like that. No No shame in TikTokers whatsoever. I am one. It's just like, I am also adapting to the mindset that like my work is not who I am. But, um, I just see so much curated content and that's why I've gravitated towards more unfiltered raw like influencers and celebrities nowadays like madeline argy for example i love her mm-hmm. like i watch every youtube video every podcast every mm-hmm. video that she has so she's been through some really niche things that like not a lot of people would be through but she's so real about it mm-hmm. and she's just unfiltered like this is what i've been through this is my trauma like accidentally gave myself a colonoscopy with my mom's toilet that flushes and washes your bum Very at the same niche. time and like you know like crazy stuff like that and i just like colonoscopy yeah, with those toilets. From a bidet? Yeah, those toilets. <laughs> oh, enema? What? What? <laughs> Anyways, that was just one of her TikToks that came to my mind, but. Yeah. Um, and I just like, I, I just like now the more raw unfiltered and I find myself becoming more raw and unfiltered and unhinged, mm-hmm. which I'm liking that about myself because I used to be so, I've talked about this a lot in season one just because of like, my mental issues so scared to speak because I always thought everything I was saying was wrong or monotone or people are going to take me the wrong way. And now I don't care. And I'm 
a lot more myself, mm-hmm. which I think has led to me finding the true meaningful people oh. in my life. My friend. Stop. Anyways, get off me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I think that people are very much, um, they're craving the not typical they they want the raw the yeah. nasty they the, want the the nastiness like the authentic nasty. more personalized yeah. feel like the FaceTime feel exactly uh a creator that I really like who does that really well do you guys know Bria Jones no no she's this creator I found her because I was going through it and I was looking at YouTube videos and I just wanted to know that someone else was going through it and she posted a lot of videos of her crying and just being like I'm stressed out I'm tired but like this is how I'm gonna get through it. And it just felt like I was, like, there with her and being like, yeah, like... Mm-hmm. It, it makes you feel less alone. Yes. That's why people... Which, honestly, maybe that's another... That's kind of proof, in a way, that since people are craving it so much, like, people really are lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Look at people who watch mukbangs. That's why I love... I think that's why I love Hallie Literally Bat- Bachelor so much. Yeah. Just wanting to eat with someone else is yeah. nice. You just want to watch someone else eat and you're eating alone. Trisha really started something. She oh. did. <laughs> I love Trisha so Why much. Why did Trisha didn't start mukbang? Mukbang is a Korean word. Oh. <laughs> I just thought because Trisha, Trisha invented mukbang. No. Trisha Paytas invented, invented I just thought the mukbang. I always did those YouTube videos of her eating. No, yeah. Uh, I would say her and Nikocado are like my two favorite right now. I know that's really sad. Nikocado, he gets a lot of hate. Who? Nikocado Avocado. Avocado? Oh, you guys I would don't... know. You guys know his content. I'd probably if I saw a picture. Yeah, probably if I saw yeah. a picture. But no, not off the top of my head. Is he new here? Does he even go here? No. <laughs> He's been around. Anyways, so with that being said, we're gonna finish uh, with a step-by-step guide to be less lonely, curated by Logan and Chai. Are you lonely out there? Are you looking for comfort? Oh, <laughs> this is not one of those. I'm no. fucking give it to you. Uh, You're like, I'll tell you how to be less lonely. Plugs only fans. I'm going to tell you how to be less lonely. Link in bio. Anyways, Scan this. I love that. Anyways, no, um, I don't have anything written down, but I'm just going to go off personal experience. Um, and things that like when I, okay, I'm going to go mainly off like when I moved to L.A. So I am very grateful that when I moved to LA, I already knew people out here. Um, kind of sort of, I mean, obviously we weren't close, but I knew of people and they were inviting me to things. So that's how I met Logan, like through an event and stuff like that. And I met Amia through an acting class. Both times were completely out of my comfort zone, going to a huge club, not something that I was like familiar with. Like they're were no clubs in Oklahoma that doesn't exist at all. There's only like dive bars. So like going to a huge club where you need to be in heels and makeup is that, that was like extremely like out of my comfort zone. But I went. <clears throat> I met Logan that night. I met Clover, my assistant that night. Me and Clover made out. It was a g- <laughs> it was a great night. Um but I met like and I became close with like a lot of my like work friends out here and also with acting class, like I had never acted a day in my life i'd been in one play in church long time ago shut up who were you i played i was one of the actually this is how i knew i was talented with it i was one of the girl okay so it was a it was a play about 
two sisters. I was one of the sisters and my sister goes missing and I pray for her to come back. Amen. But <laughs> I had a lot of lines. <laughs> like I had a lot of lines and it was this whole thing. And like this teacher, he's my teacher and he's secretly like Jesus or something. And he goes on this whole trek with me. I don't know. It was a really huge production that my church put on. And I, I went to one of those churches that was like massive. Yeah. A lot. Of, and I auditioned for this. Got it. Don't know how. Anyways. Um, but I never really acted other than that point. So, and I like had an interest in it and I signed up for this acting class. The day of the acting class, I literally almost like canceled, wasn't about to go. Like I was not about what? to go to Playhouse West. I ended up going. It was so awkward doing that. So out of my comfort zone, but I met Amia and a lot of other amazing people that are in our acting class there. And I feel like if you want to be less lonely, the main step to do is first you have to get out of your comfort zone. If you're scared to do something, that's probably what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. So I would say that is my biggest tip if you want to be less lonely. Also, every relationship I've been in, every friendship I've had has come from me stepping out of my comfort zone. Every great experience I've had from traveling, all of that stuff has come from me stepping out of my comfort zone. So that's my biggest tip to you guys. I love that. Yeah. I would say my biggest tip for not for being less lonely would be to I don't know just become more comfortable with like I guess being by yourself yeah no I because I, I really do think that that is the foundation that you're taking into every other aspect of your life whether it be work mm -hmm. or relationships or something like that like if you're not in the right headspace or um you don't have like the right I guess like I don't know how to say it. I just feel like you need to learn as much about yourself as you possibly can. Yeah. yeah. Before, like, obviously anything else. I That's agree. the most important thing. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously that isn't, that can either lead to loneliness or it can, like, just lead you to being more comfortable being alone. Yeah. There's a balance to it, you know. It's just learning how to self-soothe. Yeah. Um. Obviously, if you're waiting a really, if you're, you've been alone for a really long time, then I guess that's different from what you're talking about. But if you're not used to being alone, then yeah, I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. um, I just kind of love being like when I am alone, I kind of love it. Yeah. But I don't think I always did. I think I it used, it used to stress me out, but now I think I love it. Yeah. But I do. There's just, I go back and forth. Sometimes I really miss being like just around people or with somebody. And then sometimes, well, I feel like actually I am always around people. Yeah, We're always yeah, around each other, like, but I feel like we all get our alone yeah, time. We all take time to recharge. Yeah. And that's how I am. Like, I'm just very, I need that time to recharge. So mm -hmm. I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It can also just be really scary to like jump into something new. But every time I've jumped into something new, it has turned out to be the best thing ever. Like, I, I grew up in Oklahoma, never really experienced anything else than Oklahoma and up and decided one day I'm going to move to LA and two months later I did it and it's been the best decision I've ever made. I just feel like it, stepping out of your comfort zone and like I, there's this TikTok sound that's going around right now and it's more on the like I follow a lot of like travel pages and stuff like that and it's just like people traveling around the world and like jumping to pools and it's like when you're scared to jump that's exactly when you jump in the water and it's just like so like to me motivational oh, um <laughs> but it's true that like if you're scared what water it is <laughs> if you're scared to do something that's probably what you should be doing yeah 
and going into everything with an open mind. Yes. Especially if you're living in a new place. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was so sweet. That was so sweet. We're the sweetest. We're so kind. That's a wrap. Episode two, you guys. If you guys want to follow us, you know where to find us. Check the bio. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Two Girls, One Gay. You can uh, follow us on Instagram, Two Girls, One Gay Podcast. Also, same on TikTok. We launched our Twitter, 2G1G Pod is on Twitter now. So go follow us there. Two Girls, One Gay YouTube. You know where to find us. We love you guys so much. And we will be here every single Tuesday. If you are lonely, you can hang out with us always. We welcome you with open arms. We'll make you feel less lonely. Yeah, we'll make you feel really good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely will. Yeah, I will. I will, babes. Bye. Bye. Bye.